Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to. Join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical, transformational journey. Welcome back to the Inspired Action Podcast. My name is Jay and with my co-host, Lita Herman. Hey, everyone. We're so excited about today. We're going to be talking about the woo way way. What is the woo way way? Okay, so this is pod 83. And you know, we talked last podcast about the immortality mindset and the concept of dying before you die. You know, can you open your mind to living life like there is no end to it? Yeah, it's it's like the opposite of the concept of living life like it's your last day on earth. It's like living life like there's no end to life on earth. You know, as alchemists, we believe we are born in the this life to have experiences so they can go on and on and on. (laughs) And that's what we're going to talk about today. That's what we're going to talk about today. And, you know, after the last podcast, podcast 82, we just did that little recap on the I word, the immortality mindset there. You know, we had a follow-up session on our uh, weekly Wu Wei Wednesday. We like that Wu Wei. We use it a lot, right? So it was a Zoom event that you can listen to in the Alchemy Learning Center if you missed it, and that's if you're a member of the Alchemy Learning Center. And if you're not, just let us know and check it out, and we'll hook you up somehow. There's lots of ways to get into the membership site, so you can check it. We're going to talk about that later. But today, let's talk about the the way of the Wu Wei way. The way of the Wu Wei. You know, we think the question is what do we want to experience in this lifetime? But the better question to ask, Jay, you always say, ask better questions. How, 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 and why do we want to have these experiences? Do we want to be that little boat on the sea being tossed this way and that? Or do we want to have a rudder and a sail, a direction of where we want to go, a compass, a feeling of purpose and accomplishment or completion of what we set out to do? What about the quality of the journey? You know, so many of us, it's stressed, it's pushing, it's trying to make make things happen. Or, you know, how about what if the quality of life was to simplify the way we live? It's like walking in the footsteps that are already there in front of you. That is called the real way, being in the zone, being in the that time space or that present moment. You're not trying to force it. It comes easy. It's inspired. Yeah, it's inspired. Speaking of inspired, the Inspired Action Podcast, which you're listening to, if you want to go to the inspiredactionpodcast.com, we have a lot of cool things there. We have uh, some episode extras that are coming more and more. You can buy our books. You can buy our t-shirts, whatever you really want for merch. We just started that. And we have a link to the alchemylearningcenter.com where we have all of our other stuff, which is online classes, guided meditations. We have a really big quest for alchemy coming up in September. We've already started a waiting list on that. We have so much going on in the Alchemy Learning Center, which is connected to the Inspired Action Podcast. Actually, I want to say a little bit more about the quest. Sure. The quest is going to be super cool. It's going to be 100 days. Super cool. Super cool. And we're going to have lots of wonderful like uh, things that you're going to be working on, meditations, all kinds of exciting events coming up. So check that out in the Alchemy Learning Center. And also, you know, we always have online classes. We have yes. guided meditations. Lots of stuff. We're always constantly adding stuff. And we have stuff for... You know, people who are just doing it for self-cultivation, and we also have a practitioner's track as well. Yeah, and like we said, you know, we often follow up this podcast now with our Wu Wei Wednesday in the Alchemy Learning Center for our members, and last week we did one called Think Younger, Be Younger, Live Longer, 
And we had a great meditation at the end that was about the difference between knowledge and wisdom, because those are two different uh, palaces in the nine palaces. So, you know, go ahead, check it out if you like. If it sounds interesting and you have absolutely nothing else to do on a Wednesday night, pop into the Alchemy Learning Center, because there's a group of us that are, you know, having Having a lot of fun and chit-chat. All right, (laughs) let's get back to the way of the wu-wei. We have a little, little business there. We'll finish that up. So that's great. So, all right. So how, let's talk about the way of the Wu Wei or Wu Wei. You know, it's kind of difficult to translate. You hear it, you know, kicked around a little bit. How do you think, Lita, we should define or not define the Wu Wei? Well, it's often translated as the word non-action or no action. And we don't really like that translation. It's just not a great translation because Wu Wei doesn't mean you're not acting or taking action you actually are taking action. So it doesn't mean do nothing, which is what the term non-action sounds like. It it means act naturally, effortless action or, you know, non-willful action, or we like to say inspired action. Yeah. And I just like to put an asterisk next to that inspired action in the moment, be in that moment you know, the point where there's no need for humor and tampering with that flow of reality. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to force it. You don't have to, you know, um, really think about it once you get everything set up. And it does take a little practice sometimes, and you can go in and out of it. But when you're in it, you're in it. Yes. And and really, Wu Wei should be a part of everyone's life. It should just be easy. But it's not. And why is that? Well, we need to understand that. And in order to understand that, we need to bring in a spiritual concept that some of us may have a hard time embracing. And it's that special word, Jay. Trust you know with a capital word. T. Yes, trust yes. with a capital T. We we like to put a capital T at, on it because it's the big trust. It's not just trust of another person, like your, you know, your partner or something like that. It's trust of all that is. It's trust of the universe, trust of everything in the world around you. And that's a very different kind of trust. Yeah, and I think today the podcast is going to be about how we can become the sage in our lives. How can we consciously create our lives like the sages could or would do? And we call it like being the wizard in your own life. Yes, that's exactly it. And, you know, to do that, you know, you're not wanting or desiring something in your life. What you're doing as a wizard is you're feeling inspired and as you feel inspired, you expand and you grow. And it's about seeing clearly how to master reality, but without making it happen and instead allowing it to happen. Yeah. And that's what requires that trust, that trust with a capital T. So if you are really wanting to trust the universe and all that's in the universe, you know, you have to be like a sage. Yes. Not yes. the herb. Right. Not the herb. <laughs> the person. So the Taoists love the word the sage. Nothing and, wrong with the sage. Yeah. I mean, you know, has a lot of good the uses. Herb. The herb. The herb. Yeah. Yes. It has it's a very good herb. <laughs> okay. So can, I don't want people thinking they want me to be like a herb, a bush. <laughs> no. Although right. you know, it's okay. It's a pretty color green. But all right. All right. But can we trust the way of the universe? Yes. That's the, the first question you need to kind of yes. ask yourself. Yes. So the Taoists say that the Tao always benefits humanity. It doesn't harm humanity. So that means in Taoist terms, the way of the Tao, the way of where you could call it heaven is always on the side of good. Well, for some skeptics out there, that could be a 
hard pill to swallow. They, they you know, they don't really like believe. that concept. I'll believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. So how can the Tao be good when there's so much bad in the world? And also when there's no good or bad or right or wrong. <laughs> well, that's definitely an alchemist point right. of view. So, <laughs> yeah. So now we're getting deeper in the uh, understanding of and this. And that's the sage point of view as right. well. Well, trust means that even the bad results in And that's the good. air quote bad. Yes. Even quote unquote bad results in quote unquote good in, in that something happens that we think is bad, and then another thing happens in reaction to it, which could be good. So, you know, we have that that story, the, the Taoist maybe farmer story. And the Taoist farmer, you know, he, we're going to tell that story in a second, doesn't buy into what the neighbors believe, you know, that something's good or bad. Okay, so why don't we just tell the Taoist maybe farmer story? Maybe you should tell it. Maybe we need a better name for it. Yes. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. All right. All right. So there's a farmer who's a Taoist and he has one horse and one son. He's got a pretty happy life. He's okay. And then one day his horse runs away. Gone. Whew, nothing. Now he just has no horses, right? So the neighbors come over and they're like, what happened? What happened? He's like, the horse ran away. They're like, oh my God, that's it. You're done. You had such a horrible thing. And he's like, well, maybe. And so... Uh, people go home and he lives, goes on with his life. And then the next day, his horse comes back and he has a whole herd of them. What are they called? What's a herd of horses called? I don't know. Okay. Uh, uh, a flock of horses. No, I'm joking. Yes, a flock no, of so, horses. So he comes back with a whole bunch yeah, of horses. A bunch of horses. And they're like oh, happy and dancing and they're beautiful. And all the neighbors come home and they said, oh my God, you're so lucky. Oh my God, you have all these horses. And they came back and now you're like really, really set for life. And the guy's like, well, maybe... So, okay, the next day comes around and his son gets on one of the new horses and he takes it for a ride and he falls off and breaks his leg. Okay, so now the son has a broken leg and the neighbors come over. They said, oh my God, that is like the worst thing ever. Your only son fell and broke his leg. Farmer said, well, maybe. Maybe. All right, maybe. We don't know, right? So they get him some help and they set the leg and he's all set, right? And then the next day, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So the next day, the army comes to town and they want to enlist all the young men in the town. And they look at the farmer's son who's got a broken leg and they said, no, you don't have to go. So all the young people leave. They leave the guy with the broken leg. The neighbors come over. They said, oh my God, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. And then the farmer says, well, maybe... Exactly. Exactly. And it goes on and on. It goes on and on and on. So the point is you never know where life is going to take you. So if you don't react to the good or the bad and have that maybe attitude or that what if. Our big thing is what if. Yes, you know, what so if. what if. We even in have fact, it we have what if t-shirts. Yeah. So, uh, They're in the, it, I think uh, the what if is going to sell better than the maybe the Taoist maybe farmer. Yeah. I, I think don't know. Maybe we call it the what if story. That's the what if story. <laughs> so what if. No, maybe is good. So maybe we'll get a t-shirt that says maybe. I don't know. There you go. All right. So that was the whole point of that long story of the Taoist farmer was maybe things are not good or bad, right or wrong. Right. And so if you really want to live a Wu Wei life, it means you have to start trusting something. So the, you know, the farmer trusted that something else was coming. It, it wasn't like get stuck on the bad because something else will I mean, come. He could have cried when he lost the horse. He could have cried when, you know, they came back. He could have cried when the you know, son broke his leg or they could have, he could have cried or be happy or joyful on, on everything. So. Right. So it's a belief in something greater than yourself. You know, some call it God, uh, but I think this spirit, yeah, sometimes this word makes it hard for some of us humans. Divine. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm yeah. just thinking. But if you personify it, you know, the Tao is not really usually given a a name like a personification because it's it's really just a force behind the universe. And it, it's, it's sometimes it's hard for us to to wonder why God lets bad things happen. So we as humans have a hard time standing by and watching someone else suffer without wanting to help stop the suffering. So we have so much empathy for others, you know, and imagine how we would feel in their shoes. So we lend them a hand and we try to help. Or their flip-flops. Right. If they're wearing flip-flops. Or no <laughs> shoes. What if you're not wearing any shoes? <laughs> then we lend them our shoes. There you go. So the Tao in that realm is not human. So if we don't personify it and give it human emotions and human empathy, it's a little bit easier for us to understand that, you know, God isn't sort of this cold-hearted being that is just letting all these bad things happen. And so the Tao is more the regulated movement in the universe. And the Tao is something that we cannot know because we're inside it. So it's like a cell inside your body. Like, let's say there's a cell hanging out in your spleen. Like a science-y thing, not like a prison cell. <laughs> right. Like a science, like a, like a, you know. <laughs> okay. okay. A cell from your body that's hanging out in your spleen and is not in jail inside your <laughs> spleen is trying to know, you know, what you look like from the outside. There's no way. Like, it, it's in you. It can't see you from the outside. They have, it has no idea what you look like or even what you're doing. Does it have consciousness, the cell? <laughs> this, I, is it like... I think that's debatable, even okay. in science. I'm not, I'm not sure what the final word is on that, sure. but I think some people might say that it does have consciousness. But it can only know what's happening in the spleen itself or maybe the neighboring organs, like... like you know, you know, we're on planet Earth looking out. We don't know what the neighboring planets really are like. Um, so, you know, they don't, the, the, the spleen cells don't know what the pancreas is doing or the liver and gallbladder. And so they're like distant planets in our solar system. And I like to say it's like a fish in the, in the sea wondering what the stars in the sky are about. Like it's looking up through the, the you know, barrier of water to air and trying to decide what's life like out there. It can't know. It can't possibly know. So we don't know why unless the Tao... Unless it's a Taoist fish. Unless it's a Taoist fish, yes. I don't know, right? <laughs> right. It's, the ocean's always better above the sky. I don't know. No. It's contemplating it. There you go. Deeply. There it's, you a go. Sage. it's a sage. It's a sage fish. fish. Yes. <laughs> There's probably a sage fish. Maybe. But anyway. Okay, so we don't know why the Tao makes good happen and benefits us. No one knows how that works. Maybe that fish does, and he's not telling us. Right, because he's like all-knowing. <laughs> he's an all-knowing fish. Okay. Now we're just getting silly. But the Taoist sages, they did know that what makes happiness in life is that trust with a capital trust T. Trust that the universe is going to work it out. Yes. It's going to unfold the way it's supposed to unfold in front of you. Trusting that the world is a reality that is filled with the spiritual force. May the force be with you. And also with you, so to speak. Maybe we need to <laughs> channel our inner Yodas here. Yes. Think about that. Yoda doesn't go around doubting things or good or bad. It's all good. It's all bad. It's all good. It's just the way it is. It is just the way it is. It's the force. It's the force. So when we think that life's occurrences seem unfair, you know, which is really a, only a human belief, I mean, animals don't think that. They, they're. I mean, it may look very unfair when you get eaten by another animal, but they, they don't have that thought. 
We've forgotten that heaven misses nothing and leaves nothing undone. Wow. That's that, a deep one. That's a deep one. That's what's... Say that again. Heaven misses nothing and leaves nothing undone. Wow. So that's basically sort of a Taoist philosophy. So there. So let's get back to yin and yang. We've talked about this before. There's this flow in the universe, this force that we call the force that's with you, which is <laughs> yin and yang. And that yin-yang symbol that we talked about in our last podcast, energy flows up and energy flows down. And you cannot have anything stay the same for too long. And this is why we think there's so much bad in the world because we're clinging to something that we like, that we find pleasurable, that we don't want to change. And we don't want it to change, but it's going to change. The universe is in constant motion. Yes. And so as one approaches the fullness of yin, then the yang begins to emerge and vice versa. And I think people who are living the wu wei or in the wu wei or dabbling with the wu wei, like the sages, you know, they're like little babies, newborn infants who move naturally without planning and without the reliance of the structures given to them by others around them. They just move and they just be and they just do. Yes, children are our great mentors, really. Yeah, we're all trying to get back to that childlike mentality. Yeah. In fact, yeah, in fact, some of the biggest sages of antiquity, they had a, a they added a little um, name Z. to the end. Z. It means seed. And like Lao Tzu, Zhuanzi, it's all, it's, it's actually pronounced Lao Tzu and Zhuanzi. They, they added that little Z-I. Because you have Sun Tzu Miao yeah. and Gahong yes. and Lu Don Bin. Well, yes, many of the sages. So imagine them as all those little babies. Yes. <laughs> like in the playpen. Wow, that'd be a playpen to want to be in, right? <laughs> That's the in-play group. Yes. The in-play group, <laughs> the in-crowd. So what made them sages? Yes. So what made them sages? Well, first, they acted with inspiration. They lived in the Wu Wei. They knew that doing, quote-unquote, air quotes, as opposed to non-doing, which we call inspired action, but that doing is the forced, you know, will that results often in failure and ruin. That's, this is how they looked at it. They want it to be like water, which flows where it's inspired to go. And water is special in that it's subtle but powerful. You know, water can even overcome hard things like rocks. And, and the, trees. And yeah. The, they just go right, rip things out, go over, yeah. go around. They're not thinking, oh, excuse me, tree. I'm going to try to rip you out of the ground. They're just going to go the force. Or they don't say, excuse me, rock, I'd like to go over you or under you. They just go. They just go. They just go, whether it's gentle or forceful. They just go. Another thing about sages is that they could empty themselves. We're going to talk about this as towards the end of the podcast some more, but that means that their identity is no longer important to them. So they're like an empty bowl or like a doorway or a window, or you can think of a valley or a canyon. This is a very visual podcast. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they just don't have any false pretenses. They don't have those masks and games <laughs> that so many of us are playing. We just let, you know, we as humans, we play a lot of games with each other. Their minds are in harmony. And they flow. Their minds are in the flow. They're yes. in the way. They're yes. in the moment. They're in the present moment. Yes. And they can concentrate their internal energies and become like those Tai Chi masters that could throw people across the room with a flick of their finger or, you know, Yoda. Or, again. Baby, or baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Yes. Baby Yoda could do so they, amazing So they're masters things. of the chi, you know, the energy. Yes. They're masters of the energy flow. Yes. 
And they also have clear vision, and that means that they're not seeing the world habitually based on what they've been told to believe, which we talked a lot about in the last podcast. Yeah, you know, and if you go back to Baby Yoda um, and you follow The Mandalorian, which is the new show, they have to teach the little Baby Yoda, and he doesn't want to be taught. He just wants to be and explore and do, and he moves like a little baby, but he's not really a baby. He's, he's already, really old. He's I already think. like a hundred yeah. or two hundred years old, and he's just a baby. But so it's like they—he doesn't really accept what people around him are trying to teach him. So to tell speak. him, yeah, tell yeah. him. He so wants. He, he needs to learn energetically. And yes. In, intuitively. Yes, and so back to sages. They they also manifest plainness and simplicity. They're free from desires given by society, like Baby Yoda, and they're not rigid or resistant. So again, they're like that water flowing. And so they settle themselves and they know how to be content because they they don't need to strive or tamper with their lives or seek control over their life. They don't get into disputes or argue or try to prove their point. They never make a display of themselves and they definitely don't brag or boast. No, Baby Yoda, which is Grogu. I meant to say this name is not really Baby Yoda. They don't know really. Give him props. Give him respect. Grogu. (laughs) Grogu. We all want to call it Baby Yoda, but it's Grogu. Yes. And so, you know, the other thing about sages is so many of us were trying to help each other, which is wonderful and great, but sages didn't try to help or solve or figure out problems or challenges. It's like when I'm... Um, so that's earth and wood. And, yes, and yes. All the, the elements other than water. Yes. And so like when we're teaching students, we, we often say that we have to get out of this mindset that we're trying to help our clients. We're not really trying to help because only a person can really help themselves. It's trying to be a compassionate person walking the walk of your life with you, facilitating change, allowing transformation. Like these are really the things that the sage does. Whereas the simple help, which is a wonderful thing to do on a daily basis with our friends, it's it's not really the sage way of doing you know, it. Sages act without needing a reward. They put themselves last, you know, but ironically they end up coming first because sure. they become so important. And they have longevity. They live really long because they're living in peace. They create peace around them. So no harm comes to them because like the Tao or heaven protects them and they are like invincible. In other words, the sages have so freed themselves from all conventional understandings that they refuse to even recognize poverty as any worse than affluence. They refuse to recognize blindness as any worse than having sight. They refuse to recognize even death as any less desirable than life. Yeah, I'm, I think if there's anyone who's following the baby Yoda Grogu, I think the sage, think of them as a Jedi. Yes. Right? Think yes. Think of them as a Jedi. Yeah, go back to Star Wars. It's the, definitely a Jedi life. Right. It's the Jedi life if you're into that. And one of the most famous stories is about Ding the Butcher. Ding learned what it meant to, to be in the Wu Wei through the perfection of being a butcher, So when he first began as a butcher, all he could see when he was cutting the meat was the ox itself, because they they cut a lot of ox back then, I guess, instead of cow. Anyway, so after a long time, he only saw the ox with his spirit and not with his eyes. 
And what happened is, instead of cutting meat, he could guide the knife through the big openings and never touch the smallest ligament or tendon or even a joint. And as, as a result, he never had to sharpen his knife because it never technically cut anything. It just found the spaces between the joints. Wow. I know. He's so a master Jedi. Yes, master Jedi. So Butcher Ding is a master butcher because his chi is in harmony with the Tao. And Ding, Butcher Ding is a sage. And we also call that, that phrase that we've used a lot, a Gen Ren, an authentic, realized human being like the immortals. So Ding moves his knife without looking. And if we're in union with the Tao, it means we see from the viewpoint of the Tao. And our eyes are not limited by our physical eyes or the concepts of seeing that we've come to believe. So we're no longer confined or limited by our own eyes, like ding cutting without seeing the ox. Yeah, I think that, you know, if you take all this in, it's based on your beliefs. So you might have to have a perspective shift. You might have to thinking, start thinking a little bit differently, you know, uh, to believe in the good things that will come if you create them. And the moment you perceive something bad, you don't assume it's bad. You just wait to see how it unfolds. It's, you know, I know a lot of people that whole waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yes. Okay, so they, they think that something's good and they're waiting for the bad. So they don't enjoy it. They don't live in the moment of the good. They're just waiting for the bad. So if you can believe that good things will come if you create them and not get thrown off when something goes a little bit off than what you think, because that's yes. what you think could what's supposed to be in the universe. So the real mindset shift here is from a, a place of always trying to decide whether something's good or bad. Like we, we do this, we constantly evaluate good, bad, good, bad, everything around us. Is it good? Is it bad? And what if instead our mindset was curiosity? There you go. Just like the child. Just being curious like a child, curious about life, curious even about the bad, the quote unquote bad things. As you begin to see that all things change, the good changes, and we often see that as a bad, and then eventually something comes out of it that we see as good. So life becomes this series of ongoing curiosities that we don't need to look at as bad. I mean, the curiosity, I love that comes out of the state of trust with the capital T, that means when you're anticipating and eagerly awaiting the arrival of something great, in fact, you have no doubt that all great things will come. You just believe it. Yes. So the truth is most of us are very far from this state. It's really a hard state to manifest. It's a state manifest. of mind. It's, it's a yes. state of mind, a state of belief. Yeah, we're programmed by the media around us and society to believe in bad to feel that dread, that bad is coming, that other shoe is going to drop. You know, what is that dread? It's the opposite of eagerly awaiting something good is going to happen. So that's yeah. that shoe dropping. Anticipation of good all the time. Yes. Yeah. And because most of our minds are chronically in that state, we have to develop a vigilance of our own minds, a vigilance that can get us out of this chronic pattern of negative expectations. Yeah, and I also, you know, love to talk about how to change the inner dialogue that you have with yourself, this negativity sometimes. It gets into a cycle and a cycle. So you have to also look at those patterns. So I'm thinking, Jay, this is a really important topic, but it's not today's topic. So let's pick that up in our next episode. Sure, that's a great idea. And it'll well, be I don't know, maybe. 
<laughs> and it'll be about the vigilance that we can have with our own mind to stop this chronic negative pattern of you begin thinking. to manifest what you want. Yes. So I think that'll be great. So we'll do that next time. So once you learn to be vigilant with your own mind, you're right, Jay, you can begin to manifest what you want. Yes. Your life can flow with ease and grace. And you can be that sage, that Jedi master, or even a Jedi in training. It's okay. If you're just starting out, you know. It's it, a it, magical way of life. Powerful, and it's, magical, it's so powerful, easy. Yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah. So you simply, it's really like there's a footstep right in front of you and your foot just falls into it. It's such the right footstep. So that's Wu Wei. That's the way of the Wu Wei. <laughs> the way of so the Wu Wei. So what's advanced Wu Wei? Well, advanced Wu Wei isn't just about being in the flow. It's about emptying your intentions, your thoughts. Even your very foundation, like the source of your being, letting that go, letting go of your attachment to your body and letting go of all the desires that you cling to. So Wu Wei is related to something called the six harmonies because there's six of them, Wu Wang, Wu Xiang, Wu Ben, Wu Yuan, Wu Ti, and Wu Lei. So I'm glad you did those. Yeah. So these are the six harmonies and the six things you want as a human being. When you empty those things, you become empty. And those six, thing become, six things become nothingness. And when that happens, you're able to understand the will and intentions of heaven. So trust that all will be good in the universe. <laughs> be in the moment. Learn the way of the way. Become nothingness. Yes, it's nothingness. the sage the sage That's route. a great place to end right yes. there. It's perfect. So homework for today, let's begin with emptying our memory of this podcast. Just <laughs> let it go. There you go. Gone. And at the, at the end of every day, right. let go mm -hmm. of the whole day. How's you that? You can do the letting go meditation, sitting and forgetting, some people call it. Every night I do it. Lita does it. Everyone who does alchemy hopefully will be is doing it. So we do have that podcast, If You're a Jedi Sage in Training, in the Alchemy Learning Center. We also have a a uh, really cool uh, guided version in there. A meditation. Uh, a meditation with Lita in the Alchemy Learning Center. And we also write about it a lot in our description in our book, Through the Mystery Gate, which you can also get at the Alchemy Learning Center or anywhere where you buy books, if you still buy books. So the intention of the meditation... Wait, and if you do buy books, please rate and review us. With yes. Us. And the podcast. Rate yes. and review. We need rate all Rate and good. review, please. Thank you. The intention of this meditation is to allow you to think of yourself as an alchemist. Yes. Because that's what alchemists do. They let go of everything that they are. Their nothingness. Yes. So the Wu Wei is the way of the alchemist. There you go. We waited to the end to tell you the way of the Wu Wei is the way of the alchemist. <laughs> and alchemy is mastery of your own life. It's not easy to achieve, but anyone can achieve it. Right. And I like to we'll end with alchemy is a journey of one that you can do with other people, with many. Yes. So join us. Join us. <laughs> All right. All right. And forget about this podcast. Okay. Bye. You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast and you've reached the end. Woohoo! Why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there. We love having you with us on this journey and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. 
You can also be a part of this podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at Lita at InspiredActionPodcast.com or Jay at InspiredActionPodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. And remember to hug the dog.